three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host with the most, Lane Ward. And here with me today, special episode, special guest, we have the dad pod today. My father, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Ward. Dad, how's it going? Lane, it's great to be on. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. This was a long time in the making, and I'm happy that <laughs> I'm happy that we're finally uh, coming to fruition with this. I feel like um, I've been a part of some of these conversations for a long time in real life, so it's right. nice to finally do it for an audience. Right, exactly, exactly. This is just a normal uh, Tuesday for us. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, like every guest I have on here, in order to get a general sense of taste, uh, can you name off a few of your favorite movies? Sure. So this is a fun discussion that we actually have had. Uh, I have to be ready with this list at all times. But yeah. I would say my three probably favorite movies are I love The Princess Bride. Of course. That is a classic from, you know, I started to appreciate that in college with a group of guys. And we would just anytime there was downtime, we would watch it. So I love that for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. I, I would also say uh, The Incredibles. Uh, I know that is a cartoon, but I feel like that holds up against any genre of movie i just it's one of my all-time favorites and then um and then my third and final one and i know this kind of plays into favorite star wars fantasy movies sci-fi stuff like that i actually love rogue one sure. and the first time i saw it maybe i was really tired because i felt like i may have dozed off the second time i watched it i was like man this is it and it has become my favorite not only my favorite star wars movie but it is one of my favorite movies of all time i feel like it's very rewatchable I really like the characters. I really love the story. So anyway, I'm a big, so let's say Rogue One, The Incredibles, and The Princess Bride. Yeah, you know, and this is not a, this is not an uh, insult to your age, but I feel like a lot of people who kind of grew up with the original Star Wars movies like you did, I think Rogue One is kind of their favorite from the new ones as well. I, I Yes, it, uh, certainly of the new ones it is. You know, I know there's a lot of, I mean, episodes one, two, and three, you know, I was, I was there when they came out and it was exciting at the time. And then all of a sudden a little bit of time and you start thinking maybe these aren't as good as we thought they were. <laughs> and now with history, you know, really looking back, you think, yeah, I don't really like those at all. And then right. with, with seven, eight and nine, they kind of went back and forth and kind of lost their identity and didn't seem to have a cohesive structure. So I liked parts of, of seven, eight and nine, but right. anyway, I like four five and six and rogue one. And I like, uh, you know, solo and stuff like that. So right. I, I like those stories. Yeah. Right. Hey, I mean, anytime I, the, the first, for me, the first like little bit of Rogue One's a little tricky to get through, but like that second half just goes off. Like it. Mm. I love it. I, yeah, right. I love the scene when they arrive on the planet that is storing the, um, the file, you know, right. for the Death Star. I love that scene where they, you know, make whatever the line is, let's make it seem like there's, you know, make one man seem like a hundred or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I just yeah. love that, that line. And I, yeah. don't know, I just love it from that moment on too. Oh yeah. 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 No, that's incredible. Awesome. Well, uh, so this is, uh, incredibly recent news. Um, apparently, uh, Nintendo is teaming up with illumination, the animation company behind Despicable Me. Uh, I'm struggling to think of anything else they did. Secret Life of Pets, Sing, those guys. Um, oh. They are behind a Mario movie, um, animated Mario movie, and they released the cast list. Now, my father has not heard any of these uh, casting decisions, so right now we will get his uh, opinion on them uh, as well as my own. Um, so starting off right off the bat, Mario, you know, a classic character, uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, interesting. I would not have thought that at all. Yeah, me neither. 
for some reason I'm having a hard time getting past. I felt like there was an attempt in the eighties to make a live action Mario movie. Right. And I'm, env- I'm envisioning those two poor saps, Mario and Luigi. So this is animated, right? This is yeah. not, so I don't know if they're going to do live the, action. I don't know if they're going to do the accent or not. Cause I feel like that'd be weird. If Chris Pratt's doing like an Italian accent, like the, like the stereotypical over the top. Fake yeah. The, it's accent. a me Mario. Yeah. It's a yeah. Me, a Mario. yeah right. Okay. Interesting. So Chris Pratt is Mario. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So, I don't know if you know her, but from the Queen's Gambit, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, the main girl in Queen's Gambit, she's going to be Peach. Okay, I'm familiar. But... Yeah. Uh, Charlie Day from Always yep. Sunny and Pacific Rim, he's going to be Luigi. I can kind of see that. Yeah, I can, I, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Um, One of my yeah. favorite memes is him standing in front of the... <laughs> You know, the wall of, of crazy stuff behind him as he's trying to explain that. I'll use that whenever I feel like someone's trying to over-explain something. Oh, no, that. no. They've already used that meme so many times in, like, the past hour of, like, Charlie Day standing in front of, like, the Mario uh, that's right. know, levels yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not so dated to understand that that would be a good fit. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's uh, yeah. So for Bowser, uh, Jack Black is going to be Bowser. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I love Jack Black. So I'm I sure guess I wouldn't have that. thought Bowser as a speaking role. To me, it sounds. I guess I thought it was more kind of yeah, growls, same. growls and grunts. But okay. I, I mean, hey, maybe Jack Black will just growl and grunt. A more new, like, a more nuanced Bowser. Than <laughs> yeah. It'll be like Vin Diesel doing fruit. You know, they just bring him in for a day, and it's like, all right, thanks, Jack. Yeah. Appreciate we got it. it from here. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then as Toad, um, Keegan Michael Key from the comedy duo Key and Peele. Okay. I okay. have no opinion on that. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then my personal favorite, uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> interesting. Again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see that. Yeah, I wouldn't see that. That is very interesting. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So this is fascinating to me. This sounds like a disaster of a movie. I. I. Can't I, imagine. I I'm not. I mean, look. I'm going to see it, obviously. But I like this is just a cluster of a cast here. I mean, obviously. Okay. Obviously, they're all A-listers. I understand they're trying to get butts and seats here, but like, why can't they just bring in the original voice cast? You know, like, is it really? Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't I, know. And I, I know, I'm... I know, it wouldn't sell. Like, obviously, like Chris Pratt fans. Now you can go see the Mario movie, but like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be easier to be like, hey, it's just the original voice cast. You know, now, the Mario this, movie. Did this work in the? Pikachu movie having a famous person be oh that. Ryan Reynolds and depending yeah. you're not you're you're talking to the wrong guy I'm not a Ryan Reynolds and how guy. about like was there a Sonic mo- yeah that one that one was well? fine that one was fine okay. yeah it's interesting it be along that yeah like I guess you know I, am I envisioning something like a Wreck-It Ralph where it's like video game come to life are they interacting in the real world or? I don't know hopefully yeah. not that sounds like a disaster the I Sonic know. movie was like barely okay um, okay. Okay. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to stay animated, which I'm uh, completely fine with. But okay. I, I don't know. It was just really funny because they had a Nintendo uh, event today where they were showcasing all their games. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, by the way, here's the cast list. And uh, my roommate and I were just dying. So laughing. this was a surprise. This was yeah. a surprise. I mean, we knew we knew the movie was like happening, but we didn't know I it see. was happening like this. Interesting. Okay. Um, but this is going to hit theaters uh, next December 2022. And what's really funny is this is going to come out like the same time as like Avatar 2 and uh, the sequel to Aquaman as well. So like, I, I'm, I feel like the Mario movie could make a billion dollars. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be good, but I think it will make a million dollars. Interesting. Yeah. I, boy, I think I would take the under on that. And to me, those three movies just sound like a CGI 
epileptic epileptic nightmare you know right. like just like the aquaman thing was just a visual <laughs> you're like this is know, too much yeah. a feast for someone but not for me That's and the avatar thing i don't know like it's been like I'm 10 not, years, over I 10 know. years. I'm not convinced. I mean, I've, I've heard they have they don't they have a couple of these things in the cam? Like, yeah, they, 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 yeah. they've already filmed like two and three. They're just working on the computer stuff. I'm just it. not convinced that market is still there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I mean, I I'll know. see it. You know, Cameron's a madman, but I don't know. And like, yeah, I don't know. Point is, I was not expecting this news today, but it's very funny. That is and funny. The memes that have spawned from this have been absolutely hysterical. Like they've been casting. uh random actors as like other mario characters like brian cranston as wario or something like that <laughs> that's great well they're certainly not lacking you know i've i've played a little mario kart wii in my day i know right. there's dozens of, See, I know you, there's dozens, you know there's the dozens of characters to choose from right right, exactly. right. So. uh my favorite one was keanu reeves as the star that rosalina has around her um, <laughs> I thought that was funny, but Good yeah. Stuff. Anywho, um, so speaking of Chris Pratt, there's your uh, segue right there. Um, we're going to jump into movie of the week, and this week, uh, I picked. Well, I picked. Um, we're we watched uh, Moneyball. This was 2011, directed by Bennett Miller. Um, the stars Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Chris Pratt, Robin Wright. A lot of other people. Um, the premise reads, the story of Oakland Athletics General Manager Billy Bean's successful attempt to put together a baseball team on a budget by employing computer-generated analysis to draft his players. Now, Dan, you have not seen this movie uh, before. This is your first no, time. No, not, not, uh, not until we chose it. Yes. Yes. Now, did you know anything about this movie before going in? I did. I knew it was based on a book and I was, I'm a sports fan as well. So I was familiar with the Oakland A's that season, but I, you know, um, I have some opinions about it and about the book. And I thought the movie was, I really, really enjoyed the movie. And I thought it told the story really well. I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it was interesting kind of hearing, you know, you know, not just to jump right into it, but you know, this, their season, the A season in 2000, it's based on the 2002 yes. Oakland A's season. Their season in 2001 was a success um, by Oakland standards. They were eliminated in the playoffs, but still very good. But then three big money teams came in and signed their three best players. Right. And the card, the Cardinals were one of those teams. I mean, we oh, really? got, yeah, we probably got the third most significant player, but we certainly got one of those three that they discussed wow. and so it's like man all right i certainly remember rooting for that guy for the cardinals and stuff like that so it was fascinating to see how they decided to rebuild and they knew that they you know baseball especially at that time like teams aren't playing i guess it's still true today but teams aren't really playing by the same set of rules and expectations like you know you go into a season if there's 30 teams i don't know if it's 30 or 32 whatever it is there's only about eight that have a chance of winning at all there's there's 20 plus teams that know they are not going to win right Right. financial disadvantages you know they don't have the, the 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 money the stadium deals whatever it is they have like you know we it's it's not unlike other sports where it is an equal playing field like the nfl in baseball it really is a tilted field and this was oakland's attempt to 
to tilt it back in their favor. So I just thought it was fascinating. Right. I am not. So I, I, as, uh, well, of course, you know, but, uh, I don't know if the listeners know, I'm not a big sports guy. Like I, you know, I know the general rules of baseball. Um, one of the things that I like about this movie, even though it's a sports movie, you get to see a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff as like how the game works. I mean, when you're just an audience member watching the game, you're like, uh Oh, you know, like, is he going to hit it or not? You know, that's right. Thing. Right. But yeah. I don't know. Like a lot of, like, I, 70 80 percent of this movie is just a bunch of guys like in rooms like deciding like how they're going to win the game and i think i think i thought that was really uh interesting i agree yeah so they're looking at you know giambi was the big guy who they lost right and it's like how do we replace this guy how do we get a guy like him at you know a third of the cost or something like that and yeah the, the quick realization is we can't do it we can't do it so you know basically a lot of different schools have thought about how to do it so anyway it's it actually started it, it, well, it was the first team that I can recall that really put, you know, Bill James was the baseball statistician who wrote books on it and the significance of stats and how you could read into it. And baseball is such a great example of that because it's a series of individual acts. Like it's the batter versus the pitcher. And, right. you know, like there's not a whole lot of variables other than that. You know, you don't, you know, it's not like basketball where, you know, someone is, I don't know where like your personality matters. You have to share the ball with teammates, you know, right. football is things like baseball is a great game for analytics. And it was fascinating just to hear them say like the stuff that I grew up rooting for, like, uh, you know, uh, wins and losses by pitchers and earned run average and st- stealing bases and, you know, things like RBIs, like right. those have fallen now because of this money ball, those have fallen out of favor. The stats yeah. that, the stats that people follow now are stats that didn't even exist when I was growing up. So it's fascinating to see that, like, you know, they can really put a number on this stuff. And it's like, all right, the most important thing is getting on base. And then they right. have these hitting stats like uh, slugging plus batting average, which didn't exist when I was growing up. And all these things like that now that it just feels like the statistics, they can prove it. So it's interesting yeah. to see that how the statistics have kind of taken over uh, how teams are built. Right. It's a very like turn of the century kind of story. And I'm I, like, it, it's cool that they focus on the right guys for it. Um, and again, like not knowing anything about baseball, there's a lot of like lingo that they kind of throw at you. And even though I don't know anything about it, they do a really good job, like kind of making sure you're caught up um, with everything that's going on, which I appreciate. Uh, Cause I mean, you know, at some point I'm like, at, at the beginning, I'm like, these are a lot of letters and numbers that are being thrown around, but they, they simplify it for the dummies like me, which are, you know, very, very helpful. Uh, I thought they did a great job. I really enjoyed it. You yeah. Know, yeah. Um, now let's talk about Brad Pitt. Uh, you know, uh, where does this, uh, where does this rank in Brad Pitt performances for you? High. Very high. high. Yeah, yeah. He's really good in this movie. Yeah. Really good. I love, I don't really know Billy. I don't know much about Billy Bean other than just having, you know, been aware of the story. Right. So I don't know if this was what Billy Bean's personality was like, but I loved him as kind of a, you know, those baseball GMs have to make tough decisions. And I know right. he was kind of like coaching Jonah Hill through some of those decisions and making him have to have some of those tough conversations. But, you know, you're dealing with people's livelihoods and you're cutting players and you're trading players and you're yeah. sending them down to the minors. I mean, you have to be at some point you have to be like cutthroat to be in that job. Right. But I, I love. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you, 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 you can go. But I, I just loved his kind of easygoing nature and how he's like, we're going all in on this. What do we have to lose? It's like, it's the only way we can make it work. If we keep doing the things the same way, 
we might catch lightning in a bottle once every 20 years, but this, this may give us an advantage that other teams don't have. So, right. Right. I think like, I don't really love Brad Pete as a guy. Sure. I, know, I, I have some roles that I like him in, but um, this made me like him more. Right. I liked him more. after this yeah. movie. He's very charismatic in the role. And I yeah. mean, obviously, you know, he's trading left and right and, you know, like kind of reinventing the game as it were. Um, yes. But he's also like, He's serious about it, and I, I appreciate kind of the, the the difference that he has in that performance, where he's able to go from you know like kind of smooth talking, charismatic to like very kind of blunt, and uh, you know like he 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 has to be. There's that scene where he's telling Jonah Hill, it's like if I gotta cut these guys, like I gotta do it like kind of you know kind of rip the bandaid off. Yeah, you know, just shoot straight, shoot straight with him. You know, right. that's that's what he wanted to hear when he was a ball player, and that's how he. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and there's a lot of like kind of scenes that show that as well. And I, th- those scenes I really like where he's got to like cut those players and he goes up to him and Jonah Hill does it as well. But, you know, he just kind of gets them out of the way and they kind of just get up and they're gone. And I mean, that's tough, but like that's kind of how it had to work for them. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what you hear athletes say whenever, you know, money comes up or decisions are made to leave teams and stuff like that. They just keep reemphasizing like this is a business. It's a business. Right. It's a business, you know, yeah. and like you want to be. You think they want to be loyal, you know, fans want them to be loyal to their cities and loyal to them, but players need to do what's in their best interest because teams are going to do what's in their best interest. And oftentimes that's not the, well, he's been good for a while. Let's keep him around. It's like, right. well, he was good for a while and now we're going to get rid of him. You and know, now he's gone. There's another guy, a better guy that we can get if we get rid of this guy. So right, yeah, right. it's pretty cutthroat. There's a great scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he's in like his office with Jonah Hill and he's like, he's calling like three different people trying to get a, uh, you know, a deal made. And he's just like putting people on hold and then answering. And then it, like, he's going through this whole process. And I'm like, man, like he is. Going yeah. It was it. kind of a, it was kind of a boiler room setup, you know, right. where it's like, you know, just, just on the phone, making it happen. And I'm, I have always been fascinated by kind of the business of sports. So I do wonder, like, you know, you hear these stories like at the trade deadline or, you know, the, the draft is going on. So all these things, you have 10 minutes to make a choice and all these things happen. So I, I wonder how much truth there is to that, but I do think there is some truth to that. Like sometimes you are making a deal, but there's three guys waiting on hold, you right. know, to, to have a similar conversation. And you have to, again, like the, the ethics of you have to kind of, play both sides sometimes you have to tell people the same thing and wait to see who gives you the best offer back so oh, yeah. yeah it's pretty cutthroat it's pretty oh, yeah. cutthroat so. um speaking of turning points uh jonah hill this was like a huge movie for him because this was oscar nominated performance yeah, he was, for him were he and brad pitt both nominated yes he was nominated so this was nominated at the oscars for best picture best actor supporting uh for jonah hill um adapting screenplay sound mixing and film editing so this like okay. It, it was pretty, yeah yeah well it was well honored or well thought of at yeah the time. and i really like jonah hill and again like i feel like going quickly going to brad back to brad pitt like right. I, you know i know he's been had a lot of deep roles but i think i like him in oceans 13 right. oceans 11 the first one i like him in oceans 11 <laughs> he's really great in the third one let me know i know yeah. the yeah. other one i kind of like him in is mr and mrs smith oh yeah that's in, yeah. that's like those are like charming brad pitt like that's kind of that's what i like you know i don't i don't like brooding or uh (laughs) you know maybe trying too hard to win an academy award brad pitt but yeah so those have you not seen have you not seen the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford i have not seen that no i've not so but anyway those are the ones i like him in but this was one of my favorite roles for brad oh yeah but back to jonah hill also again my one of my favorite roles for jonah hill and again i haven't seen 
his entire he's normally uh, a comedy guy and he does right. like there's a few lines where he's got like comedic delivery too but like this was a watershed moment for him because everyone's like oh my gosh like this guy's like a can be a dramatic actor if we want him to be yes and i'm trying to think i guess i've seen as many of his comedic roles i guess i saw him in war dogs too was that uh, yeah yeah that was him he's good that, that was uh he was over the top in that one but it was yeah. pretty serious stuff that they were doing so right, right. uh and then yeah. aside from his like you know really iconic comedic roles i did like him in this he was pretty understated but, yeah you know he's not he's not and i think jonah hill in his comedy stuff kind of has to be loud like i I'm, i don't know if you've seen super bad or not but he's very loud and obnoxious in that movie and that's kind of what yes. his comedy does so it's really nice yeah. for him to be like I, like you were saying understated like he's very he's subtle he's a quiet yeah. character and he's more you know he's more thinking in his head than speaking his stuff out loud but he's a lot of fun to watch um, it was believable it was believable to me right right yeah. um and then uh the other big cast member that i really like is philip seymour hoffman he's not in it a ton but no but he was really good he's yeah, always I, great yeah I, I did have two moments and again i knew very i knew brad pitt was in it. i knew jonah hill was in it. i had two moments of Oh my goodness. And it was him as a bald Art Howell, right. Art Howe, the manager of the A's. And my other moment was when Scott Hatterberg was up. I'm like, oh, Star Lord. There he is. Oh, <laughs> it's Chris Pratt. No? Is that young Chris Pratt? Oh, yeah. I about that. So anyway, I just thought that was those are my two moments of <laughs> and I, I I do think highly of those two guys as well. And Philip, oh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is a chameleon. I mean, he was you know, Oh yeah, he disappears so. and everything. Yeah, um, so he was great. I, yeah, I it's really him. funny. This was like Parks and Rec era, Chris Pratt. Like nobody knew who he was before like 2014 so this was like kind of a that guy performance where you're like oh i wonder this guy oh, did a pretty good job yeah, yeah exactly you know it's funny when the when the movie was progressing and art howe was philip seymour hoffman was objecting to brad pitt's um philosophy i i quickly looked it up i'm like did art howe get fired like i, I was wondering <laughs> like i knew there was going to be this moment where they kind of went all in on the strategy right and they decided to do it by trading the players away yeah. giving them no choice but i part of you know there have been times and even in modern days where coaches or managers have been fired because the gm has a different plan or right. they're not an analytical and analytical guy and the gm is and it's like we got we, we got to go all in one way or the other here so right. i was yeah. happy that art howe kind of made it through the season so that right. was good Exactly. Yeah, I, I it, it's interesting seeing like how the the politics of behind the, you know, behind the baseball field of everything works, because it's like, you know, you imagine like for me, like I'm just like, oh, OK, you know, you get your team together, they go out, they have fun then they come back. But like there's a lot of thought and, you know, effort that goes into like, all right, you know, here's this guy can get on base. This guy's a good hitter. Like this guy can take walks. This guy can, bunt, you know, all that stuff, like all that stuff's really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. I thought it was good. Uh, now I want to say my favorite scene in the movie is the, and I think every like everyone's favorite scene in the movie, but it's that twentieth game. Um, yes. Yep. Where they win the twentieth game, and there's just so much like good choices that they do there. Like a lot of the scenes, they kind of mute the sound, and you just hear like the bat hitting the ball, or like you know just like heavy breathing from the players, and like sometimes like the score will just be playing like i don't know that's just a really good scene and it was just... really well edited yeah right. i i liked it and again i'm such a sucker i went out and looked up i was like is that really what happened in the 20th game yeah. and it is what really happened in the 20th yeah. game they were up 11 to nothing and they and the royals ended up tying it and that never happens in baseball so right and then of course for you know hatterberg to hit the pinch hit home run in the ninth to win I mean, what a great moment you know, I know. and the oakland a's in the last you know, 30 to 40 years, haven't had a whole lot of like iconic moments. moments like that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that one is viewed as one of their, it's at least in modern history, one of the best moments uh, 
around. Do the, the A's still have that record of 20 consecutive wins? Or? I do not know if that has been broken. Okay. Um, part of me thinks that if it has, it's only been by one team. It's still unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, base, if, if you if you win 60% of your games as a baseball team, you're, you know, playing around. Right, right yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I also really like what they do with the ending where it's like, listen, even if, like, if we win the World Series, like, we'll be, you know, remembered for it. But if we don't, like, everyone's going to knock the plan, even though they got 20 consecutive wins. I thought all that stuff was... Right. And, and totally overachieved on the season. I mean, the 20 wins were super impressive, but right. the fact that even if they had won 15 of those 20, they still would have made the playoffs and they were totally not expected to do that on the payroll that they had. I mean, like that, that was the most stark. And even now too, like somebody like the Dodgers spend close to $200 million. And then there's teams like the Diamondbacks and the Pirates and they spend, I don't know, $40 million. So teams outspend the other ones five to one and right. you just get better players if you're willing to spend more money or other teams are, end up being like the feeder team for the big teams that, you know, they see who's good and they say, all right, let's go get that guy. And then these teams, these lesser teams have to keep rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding over and over and over again. Right, right. Now is, um, is, Billy, is Billy Bats, Billy Bates, Billy? Billy Bean. Bean. And it was, it was a, a two B in the name. Um, uh, is he still with the A's now, or is he getting the? He is. Oh okay. my gosh, he well, is. Yes, I did him. not realize that. I thought he either would have been sucked up by another team, or you know. But interesting, yeah. So he is. He's moved up with the A's, and now I think he's actually has some ownership in the A's. That's so good. he saw yeah, Moneyball. He saw Moneyball in the theater. And he's like, "That's it. I'm staying." That's it. Yep, I peaked. So anyway, yeah. How about that? Yeah, what a success story. Good for him. Good for him. Um. Yeah. Any other notes you have about Moneyball? I'm, I'm send my piece. Uh, no, I think that that that's it. I I enjoyed it, and it was, and I don't know what my reason was for not seeing it, but whatever it was, I'm glad I did, and it's it's up right. there for me. I do like it as a sports movie. Oh yeah, you know, and hey, uh, you know, it took you a few nights to get through, and you still liked it. So that's why I watch movies in 15 minute chunks. Hey, you know, nothing wrong with that. That's like the Netflix strategy, you know. That's exactly. What, exactly. Um. Instead of streaming multiple episodes of a show, I have to take a movie and break it up into seven pieces to get there. Yeah, it'll take you like a month to get through the That's right. Oh, yeah, uh... I'm still working on that movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm always in the first 15 minutes. Really good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, no worries. Um, Yeah, no, I'm happy you enjoyed it. Uh, It's definitely up there. Um, Now, moving on, you had a uh, topic that you wanted to bring up about uh, now – you know, you and I both enjoy uh, sports movies, and uh, part of the, part of the interesting thing about sports movies is you have to see like actors kind of being athletes themselves in these roles that they have to play. Yes. Uh, so, so, I have okay. some strong opinions. So, I I am a sports fan. I played sports growing up. I love sports. So, whenever I see a movie that has sports in it the critical eye comes out and I get very suspicious of edited scenes and, you know, like camera angles where they're doing everything they can, where it makes it, you know, look like this person is actually an athlete. And deep in my heart, I'm thinking this guy's not an athlete, (laughs) you know, like they're a great actor and they can, you know, whatever, maybe they can draw at the box office, but they, this is a stretch, you know? So I, I enjoy it though. However, when someone, when you can tell that this person actually is athletic or they right. work and so they put hard, in, they put in the effort, to they learn. put in the effort, yeah. either they have some natural ability or they developed it for the in time for the movie. Some things 
can be developed and some things, you know, right. no matter how much work you put in, you're not going to, you know, do it. But uh, I do enjoy that as well. So I, I tend to be very critical of sports movies, partially because of the acting yeah. of the actual sports scenes. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite is uh, the uh, Gabriella stunt double in High School Musical 2 uh, diving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of my all time. I'm not a big like, uh, you know, um, Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting what they call that where you, where you spot the errors in movies, but yeah. that one was so glaring to me where I was like, wait a second. That's not her. That's not her. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, you know, I just want to get that joke in. Um, uh, okay. So I guess we'll, I want to, I want to hear your list. What are some of the, uh, yeah. So I, okay. So I was thinking of some of the actors that I thought actually portrayed, did a good job. And I, I, I did a little bit of work and looked up some movies and of course I'm guilty of, I haven't seen all these movies and stuff like that, but these are movies that I did see or am well aware of. So I actually thought, and these guys were on the top of the list. I actually think that both creeds, uh, should get some, some, uh, yes. positive, you know, I thought that, um, Carl, um, my, my, my blanket on his Carl name. Weathers. Carl Weathers, of course, in the Rocky series as yeah. Apollo Creed, and then Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, that, that yeah. was actually like those guys say. look like. like, that like man is ripped. Yeah, yeah, they're ripped. They 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 prepared for the part, and they look like boxers, and they right. they do it, and there's no there's there's no getting around it. So I thought they um they deserve that. One interesting one that I thought this was a movie of my youth as well, but Charlie Sheen in Major League. Okay. Like, yeah. Actually, looks like he has a pitching motion and I know part of the gig is he's called wild thing. So he's allowed to get away with throwing the ball kind of wildly and stuff like that. But at the same time, he actually looks like he knows what he's doing right. from the mound. So I right. thought that was intriguing. Um, you know, an interesting movie uh, that I thought was, has been remade and I actually think is a good contrast is the longest yard Okay, because Burt Burt Reynolds, Reynolds was right. in the original and he was a college football player. So I think that, you know, he's him slinging the ball around back there for the prison team, like has a little more carries a little more weight than Adam, Adam Sandler. <laughs> you know? What are you talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I have heard some, I have heard some reports that he's not terrible at like pickup basketball. I still I he's good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. But Adam Sandler as an athlete is, you know, are you I telling think, me? Are you telling me he's not realistic in the water boy? What's I think going it's on? a stretch. I think it's a stretch. And here's another one that I wanted to talk about. Yes, because I was thinking about the water boy. But what is that movie that he's in with all his buddies? Like, you know, I know Adam Sandler is kind of guilty of. Yes, you know, I think I think Adam Sandler wants to go on vacation with friends, so he just yeah. decides to film a movie, basically. But the premise of Grown Ups is that that is a former championship basketball team, right? No. Are you saying no way? <laughs> no way. No way. That 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 is they are not winning. I I, I would hate to see the league. <laughs> I would hate to see the league that they won. You know, ah, let's just say go. that, you know, because yeah. it's like I don't know who, who among his buddies are in there, but it's probably like Rob Schneider and Chris Rock, Kevin Chris James. Rock, and yeah, it's like the, the, Kevin James <laughs> a basketball, anything. So that's anyway, that's pretty funny. That's you know, funny. and uh, um another example of bad and i know you kind of mentioned the high school musical too but like uh zach efron you know a basketball player it's a basketball player it's yeah, like yeah he can sing he can dance he can act he is a good looking fellow but 
that guy is not surviving 10 minutes at the <laughs> local YMCA in a basketball game, you know? And it's like, they did everything they could. They surrounded him with good players, you know, like they put good players out there next to him, but Troy was the hero or whatever. That's but right. It's just, it's just fascinating to see, you know, it's like they have to choose. It's like, do we want, do we want the guy who is a player? Can we turn him into a singer, dancer, actor? Probably right. not. But can we edit the singer, dancer, actor to look like a basketball player? Probably, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and like, uh, two movies that went the other way then actually went out and got basketball players and just said, we'll figure it out. We're like, you know, blue chips is a great example where mm -hmm. they filmed those bass. I mean, they got like all these like star college and pro players to be on these fake college teams in the movie. Yeah. And I think they filmed the basketball scenes. I think they just said, go play and just filmed it. And then just basically took highlights from those. Put that in the movie. So yeah. Put that in the movie, which is awesome. And then Hoosiers, which, right. you know, cast their, you know, the team based on, you know, they wanted, you know, guys under six foot four who could shoot, you know, who, you know, they got a lot of like small town high school and college players right. to be on it. And basically, I think there was only one professional actor on the team going right. into it. So right. I don't know. I love that because the basketball scenes there felt. Right. I know they were real. They were, You're like, they yeah. were real. Right. I know they were supposed to be back in the 50s. So the basketball looked a little bit different, but those guys could shoot it, you know? Right. So I don't know. I just thought that was, I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. that where they kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you um, all the way back here beginning uh, with Michael B. Jordan and Creed. Cause like that man is absolutely shredded. Um, and he like even took a few punches in that movie as well. Okay. Uh, okay. Like some of the hits he takes are like, pretty serious um he actually got like knocked out by one of them uh there's like behind the scenes footage of that and you're like oh man like why why are you showing me this um like all right i know you went for it um but yeah no i agree with you um another example and this is kind of a weird one because it's not a sports movie but uh john david washington denzel's son he was a football player and i think he played at mizzou or was going to play for Mizzou. He definitely played college football. I remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. Is, he, um, is he an actor as well? Yeah. So he was in Tenet and he has to do a lot of his own stunts. And you can tell that it's him doing that because of his athleticism. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, there's a lot of scenes that require him to just like book it, um, you know, across like, you know, deserts and battlefields and stuff like that. And the man is like bolting and you're it's like, it's real running. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. And I mean, you know, Tom Cruise, not an athlete, but you know, um, certainly run fast. Oh yeah. And the man can, you know, <laughs> Sprint. I've like, seen it happen in many movies. Right. Me it's on the, the way to Burger King. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, but yeah, and I, I agree with you. It definitely helps when there you can tell that, like, all right, these guys are actually doing the things that we're that we're supposed to believe they're doing. That's you right. Know, that sort of That's right. Yeah. Emily, uh, what do you think of the baseball playing in Moneyball? Were you like, yeah, this seems legit? It was good. Or? You know, and I actually that some of the footage was from the actual team, you know, and yeah. I thought they did again, like amazing job of editing it where you know, they'd get the real players kind of at a distance or from the back where right. it wasn't so obvious that that wasn't Chris Pratt, but it right. was Scott Hatterberg. And so I really appreciate that. And, you know, those guys did not look forced in what they were doing. So I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think we've gotten better at it as time goes along as well. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. people are starting to take notice of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Uncut Gems, uh, you know, uh, 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 KG, um, no, Kevin Garnett, you know, he's playing his game. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's a real player. But the, 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 the ultimate test is if you ever see a basketball scene where somebody shoots it and, and then, then it they cuts cut to the ball, only to the and rim the basket, and the ball goes right. in, you're like, yeah, that guy didn't shoot that. Yeah. You know, All right, like, let's get another take. Nope. All right. Uh, yeah. You're just filming going in the basket. You know? Michael J. Fox is Teen Wolf. Yeah, those shots were not going in. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, but hey, that's the power of cinema, baby. That's um, right, exactly. You love to see it. Yeah, no, that's that's hilarious. Um, so I guess the last thing that I wanted to bring up is, you know, so you're a sports movie guy. I like sports movies. Uh, if you were going to put together a Mount Rushmore of sports movies, so you can only pick four, and we can bring up honorable rule mentions if you'd like, um, but you have four slots to put in the Mount Rushmore of sports movies. What would the top four be? Okay, so I'm going to start with a quick qualifier, and that is that I've realized in my later years, I really, really like sports documentaries. Okay. You know, I'm a documentary sucker as it is. But I really like that genre because I think sometimes the adage is true that the best stories are the true stories. You know, I really do think that if it's told well, like I just love a true story. So like I'm a sucker for that. Um, So I would say that some of a lot of my honorable mentions were like not in theaters, you know, like I love on um, on like. 30 for 30, the ones Mm -hmm. that ESPN did and stuff like that. My two favorites for that were the two S is the story of the drug Lord in Colombia and the soccer player in Colombia, where they were both murdered in, I think the same year. Uh, But the soccer player was murdered partially because he had scored a goal, an own goal. You know, he had accidentally scored a goal against his own team when they played, I believe the United States in the world cup. And I still remember when that happened. And I remember being horrified months later when he was shot at home in Columbia because of that. And that told an unbelievable story. And then the other one on 30 for 30 was the June 17th, 1994, where all of these amazing sporting events were happening in the same day. Oh, right. And then the the OJ. Yeah. Bronco chase. And I still remember where I was. I was in my friend's basement watching the NBA finals game that night. And they went to the split screen and we were like, we were there to watch the finals game. And we thought, Oh my gosh, is OJ Simpson going to shoot somebody? Yeah. Shoot somebody on national television. Is he going to commit suicide on national television? Like what's going on? It it was the most, one of the most surreal nights of my whole life. And I thought that story did an amazing job of telling it. And that was with no commentary. They just did they just cut from live television to live television to news break in. I mean, it was unbelievably told. So I love those two 30 for thirties. I love uh, the King of Kong. <laughs> that yeah. I love that movie. Hell yeah. um, again, har- harkens back to my youth. Um, Malice in the palace was the story of the uh, massive brawl between the Pacers and the Pistons that recently, right. the documentary recently came out. The fight was probably 20 years ago. Um, and then just my if you ask me what my favorite TV shows are, they're Netflix shows. I love Last Chance You. Yep. I love Sunderland Till I Die, the soccer yep. one. I like QB One. So I like uh, those are the kind of things I like. Like that's right. my genre of of stuff. Right. So all that being said, as I was considering what my four sports movies were going to be on Mount Rushmore of the Mount Rushmore of sports of sports movies, I've actually got a documentary on there. Okay, cool. And um, it's Hoop Dreams. Right. Yeah. Of course. So it. That I remember at the time, like it was probably one of the first sports documentaries I had seen, and I was around the age of the featured subjects in that movie. And while I was a basketball player, I was not of their caliber, but it felt like, you know, I went to a small private school. We had, you know, a nice uniforms and we were good and we ran disciplined offense and stuff like that. And yet I'm watching these two guys and I'm like, it's like I'm. I'm t- we're talking about a different game here. I mean, these right. guys are inner city Chicago, you know, basketball for the one was going to be his only way out. You right. know, it's just fascinating to see that story unfold and be told over time. And 
I don't know. Like, I, I just remember just being like shaken and inspired and I don't know. So just in hindsight, like, oh, yeah. 30, you know, hoop dreams has to be up there for me. And I remember it wasn't nominated for best picture, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. then it also wasn't even nominated for best documentary. I oh, no. That being an outrage. It's oh. like, this is one of the best movies of all time. And it can't even get on the best documentary list. I remember people being out. It was the first Oscar outrage that I was aware of. So right. anyway, so I've got hoop dreams up there as kind okay. of my, do- my documentary choice. Um, I have Hoosiers up there. That has been one of my favorite movies for a long time. Again, I love the idea of small town basketball. I love Gene Hackman in that movie. Oh yeah. Um, I love the players on that team. I think, you know, I've probably seen that movie more than any other movie I've ever seen. So I love that. Um, I actually really like the natural as well. Okay. Right. That, yeah. You know, the Robert Redford uh, baseball movie. It's on, it, as far as a rewatchability standpoint, it's probably a little slow, you sure. know, by today's standards, but they tell, it's a great story. For some reason, I believe it. I buy, I buy him <laughs> in that role, sure. you know, as the young hotshot who then comes back as the old grizzled, you know, right. um, guy and makes a run at it. So I like that movie. And then I actually, I was having a hard time thinking about my fourth one, but I chose it because I like the story. Again, it's based on a true story. And I remember when the true story actually happened, but I'm going to go with Miracle. Ah, uh, yes, the story of, of the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. And I love how that team was built. And I love um, the story of how the coach, you know, chose to make himself the enemy so that the players could bond against him kind of a thing and come together. And, you know, you know, who do you play for? You know, it's not Boston College. It's not, you know, University of Minnesota. It's I play for the United States of America. So anyway, I just really love that. I remember actually a movie that came on. It was like a made for TV movie that came on in the 80s about that. I remember as a kid watching that and loving it. So I'm going to go with those four. Hoop Dreams, Miracle, Hoosiers and The Natural. You know, my problem with Miracle, great movie. Um, I know I didn't know that hockey games only lasted uh three uh is it uh, three innings? periods. Three, three periods. periods. Yeah, yeah, so everyone was screaming at the end of the third. I'm like, isn't there another one? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my problem. Uh great movie though. I mean it's great. Uh I need to watch it again. Um, so I think honorable mentions, this is hard because there's a lot of like really good stuff uh on it. Um, I really like Free Solo. The guy is an ass, but um, yes. he is incredibly talented, and that movie is just insane to watch. Uh, Dodgeball, completely ridiculous movie, but uh, it, hey, it's, it, it's as good as any sports movie as far as, like, underdog team, you know, uh, us, Vince Vaughn, can't go wrong. Um, Sandlot, really great. Uh, League of Their Own, really love that. Um but it's Space Jam, I guess. And I really like, uh, you didn't see this, but Ben Affleck at the beginning of 2020 did The Way Back, um, which I really enjoyed that as well. Um, and that got buried because of COVID, which understandable. That was um, one of the last movies to be released in theaters, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was yeah. like the last one before everything shut down. I need I to remember, catch that one. I think I would like it. I need yeah, to watch that. I think one. you should. Yeah. I, I just remember seeing it at the very, like, this was like back when we were like, debating whether this was like a serious thing or not and i remember going there and i'm like i don't know if this is the best thing am I, so, am I, should i be doing this <laughs> yeah and then and then of course like two days later everything shuts down i'm like okay well at least i saw it um <laughs> yeah what it is um so all right top four i'm gonna go moneyball i i really like moneyball as far as it's you know with the sports movie you need an underdog and i feel like with the financial trouble that they're in and the fact that they need to get new members from the team and kind of you know kind of trade their way into winning um 
you know, getting 20 consecutive wins, which is crazy. Uh, Moneyball's up there. I really like that. Um, I really like Creed. Uh, some people might say Rocky, but Rocky only has like 10 minutes of boxing in it. So as far as like a pure sports movie goes, I'd rather go Creed because um, that movie gets me amped. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like, I mean, racing movies also really do it for me. And I know this is somewhat recent, so it's kind of a bias, but I really like Ford v. Ferrari. Um, That's a great I'm not, movie. I'm not the Le Mans, uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, just a you know great setup they got there. And then I agree with you as well, uh, Hoosiers. Um, just because, like, I, 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 like you were saying, kind of small town kind of has to make their way to the big leagues. There's a lot of just really great stuff in there. Um, you know, the whole scene where Gene Hackman takes the players into, like, that big, you know, Coliseum, and he shows, like, the length of the, the hoops, and it's like, it's the same that we've got back Same as back at home. Yeah, right. I love yeah. that scene. Oh, that yeah. stuff's great. But, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Sports movies, they all follow the same formula, but they're so, like, riveting, you know, because it's always like, oh, man, you know, I want them to win, that sort of thing. Um, and, I mean, you know, we'll ha- we've had them before, and we'll have them for a thousand years. And, uh, That's like, right. That's right. Always going to be there. Um, but, yeah, I mean – there's just a lot of good ones. It's hard to come up with the top four, though. I'm sure, you know, uh, some people might be screaming at me uh, who are listening to this. And you know what? That's okay. You're all entitled to your own opinion, and you're all wrong. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're, uh, we're burning bridges here today, but that's, uh, that's how it goes. Um, but, yeah, awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. I have enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on. Absolutely. It's good having you. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Be sure to check out uh, the Real View Podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, anywhere you get it, we're there. Um, be sure to leave a review, rank us on iTunes. Any rating would be nice, but please be positive and or nice and or have constructive criticism. You probably might not, but you know, I might as well ask for it. Uh, That'll do it for this week. We will catch you guys later. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.